What's going on, guys? It's your boy Squish Griffin here, kicking it off. This is the first episode of my new radio show, Kicks on Air. I appreciate you guys listening, taking the time out to give me a first listen uh, as I give this podcast slash um, radio on air thing a, uh, a shot and see where it goes. Um, yeah, Kicks on Air came up with the name, thought it was pretty cool. Um, I love the sneaker industry, sports industry, but um, of course, even though it's kicks on there, I won't talk about only sneakers on here. I'll be talking about everything uh, from sport to music to fashion, uh, the culture. I mean, I'm doing this for the culture. Uh, inserts Migo music. Migo! <laughs> but yeah, doing this for the culture, guys, and hope you guys enjoy uh, enjoy this show. Kicking it off uh, great for the first show, I said, hey, might as well start it off great, uh, start it off with a bang. I know a lot of people say end things with a bang, but I'm trying to start it off with a bang. And uh, I decided to start it off uh, with an interview from someone prominently known within the industry, somebody great and somebody who has a lot of influence, somebody I've personally looked up to uh, on my way to this journey and trying to find my way throughout this industry and make it to a place such as where this man is. Um, I'm currently um, in school, college student, get ready to wrap up pretty soon in my senior year at Mississippi State University, uh, getting a degree in sports study communication, trying to do PR marketing. And um, on that journey, you know, I've just been trying out some different things, interns and and such, and I thought it would be cool um, to do a study. I had to do a study towards my the end of my, my senior year here. And uh, I did an individual study with one of my professors. Shout out to Dr. Uh, Matthew Zimmerman of uh, Mississippi State University. He helped me out with this study a lot and kind of guided me through it. And I wanted to do a study, guys, on the correlation of African-American culture and the industry of sport and just really see if there was a direct impact of our culture on the industry of sport and if there is a connection between um, what we have going on in, in our lives and in our culture as we've grown up and the things that we know and the industry of sport in those industries that uh, are directly a a result of sport industries that that are a result of sport would be the sneaker industry uh, without sports that wouldn't be a sneaker industry uh, you can argue that without Sports, I mean, the music industry might not be what it is now or the fashion industry. So all of these things might still have existed, but they wouldn't be what they are today. So I decided to do a, a pretty great study on it uh, in length study and try to push the envelope and test myself a little bit and step outside of my box and do a, a lot of research, hours and hours of research to try to make it happen. So, um, yeah, I did a study uh, that'll be up pretty soon uh, on a portfolio of, uh, of my website uh, over at switchtape.com. You can find that link in the bio. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram and Twitter, make sure you do that. Both um, tags at switchgriffin and uh, the link to the website switchtape.com will be in the bios. And uh, yeah, I have that up pretty soon in my portfolio on the website. Um, I have the study on there. But without further ado, guys, I know I've had you guys waiting for a little minute now. Um, go ahead and introduce who I had the pleasure on this study 
of doing an interview with, and some people in this study, I weren't able to get an interview with everybody, but shout out to Mr. Uh, Cameron Mason of Adidas Originals, the senior uh, product man manager, um, hype product manager of Adidas Originals. Thank you for your input on this study. Um, Austin Hodges of Adidas um, Basketball, thank you so much for your input on this study. And uh, without further ado, guys, I was able to get an interview for this study from Mr. Pierce Simpson of Complex News, formerly Nice Kicks. I know you guys know him. Great guy, uh, humble guy. Um, it was an honor to get an interview with him, somebody I've looked up for, for looked up to for a minute from the industry, and um, I appreciate him doing this. So without further ado, guys, here's the interview. Um, I'll be back with you guys momentarily after. Hope you enjoy the interview. Peace and uh, yeah, like, follow. Okay, got you on. All right, got you on. Now I'm over here on the recording section. Okay, that's what's up. So yeah, finally got you online. Uh, if you just before we get started, if you would mind just stating your name and uh, spelling it for me. Yeah, my name is Pierce Simpson. P I E R C S I M P S O N. That's dope, that's dope. So, uh, like I said before, Mr. Simpson, appreciate it uh, getting you on the line and getting this getting this interview for me, man. I've been watching you since since your your nice kick days. When you, uh, I've always been a sneaker guy since yeah. I can long as I can remember elementary, middle school. Nice kicks was always my my go to, and uh, I always told my brother, I was like, man, that dude on there, that's that's on nice kicks. He's always he was got the coolest job in the world. He get to just talk about him all day. So man, that uh, that means a lot, man. Your support and being able to follow me from from my time at Nice Kicks to where I'm at now, it's, like I said earlier, it's just so humbling, man. It's just, uh, I'm I'm honored myself. Man, honored myself. Man, that's cool. So uh, the the reason why I thought it was so cool to uh, to bring you in today was uh, because. Um, as I told you before, as a, a senior student, um, I aspire to try to get into that field, get into the sports field and, and, and do some work in the, in the industry, uh, whether it's doing something like like you do or or it's uh, doing PR or marketing, you know, wherever I can, can get my foot in the door. And um, I just I wanted to do a study that talked about um, sport and culture and, and that connection. Uh, but before I. Before I could figure out anything to really do my study on, I talked right. to one of my professors, and he was just like, you know, you should do something that relates to you. And um, there had never really been any study that he that he could see that showed how much uh, the African American culture, any culture in general, really had um, any major relation onto sport. So yeah. when I was going looking through, I wanted to get somebody on on that side that played a, a major key point in, in that role of. Of, of media on daily media and I, and I think definitely what you do the work that you do for complex really plays a, a major key day in and day out on that man oh d definitely man and, and I'm, I'm i'm thankful that you, you even had me in mind you know I, I think it's it's something that is very key it is very key uh you know many times in sports without um african-american players it, it just wouldn't be the same type of league you know and they're, they're so prominent now, and, and so you know, as, as an African American man myself, it's, it's great to see how how far we've come. Yeah, we've come a long way. 
So I, I was just, just curious before we get in, you know, into any like major questions or anything. I was really curious on just like like how did you get started? If you don't if you don't mind taking me through like a background of how you got got started and you know how, how you came up to to the point that you're at now. Yeah, no problem, man. No problem. So honestly, it's a direct trajectory back to my freshman year of college in 2011. So um, in 2011, I had, I had a friend of mine that I went to high school with, and I was trying to pick her brain on how I could, you know, at that point, I think I was trying to start a clothing brand. I was like, how can she help me? How can we figure this out? You know, just looking for any type of pointers. I think that's one of the key things um, whenever you're trying to get on is just always being inquisitive and understanding that you don't know everything and you need as much help as you can get. Mm-hmm. So I was just picking her brain and seeing what she could, could help me with. And in turn, she knew this guy. Um, named Darren Griffin, who I'm, I'm still I still consider a mentor in many ways to this day. Um, Darren Griffin helped me just get a rapport with him because he had a clothing brand at that at that time. And um, through Darren, I met a guy at Nice Kicks named Ian Stonebrook. And uh, from 2011 to maybe 2014, I just stayed in constant contact with Ian. Just you know, understanding that I wanted to land some type of internship with Nice Kicks, I wanted to just be a part of it. I wanted to be able to just entrench myself in that culture because I felt like that was something I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then for them to have the video capacity, I was like, this is kind of perfect. Let me figure out if I can find a way to get in, you know, start from the ground up and, and hopefully achieve my, my goal of, you know, maybe making it on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never say that was my first dream, but it kind of just worked out, you know. Mm-hmm. And so from reaching out from 2011 to 2014, just staying persistent and seeing if I can get an internship, um, I was able to land one after my senior year of college and uh, did the internship for maybe four or five months. Ended up getting a full-time job and, um, you know, it's been going well ever since. Man, and that, that's really cool. I, I remember uh, when I when I first saw that transition, um, I, I, I think um, I've been following you on, on Instagram for a minute and I saw the yeah. post and it was like a, a long post, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on?" This is, you know, whenever you see the long ones, you're like, "What's going on?" Then I read it, and I was like, "Oh, Complex got another one." Because my brother and I were just talking about how Complex, if you do good, they'll snatch you up. And man, my, my brother had, you know, we had jokingly, we were like, "Man, they'll, they'll end up getting the guy from Nice Kick." So when we saw you, <laughs> when we saw you put up the post, we were just like, "Oh man, we called it." But it, oh man, that's that's funny. It's funny how life works sometimes, man, it's, and it's great that y'all were able to pick up and, and kind of identify with, with my skill set. And, and I, I'm honored that I was doing good work at Nice Kicks for y'all to become uh, fans of my work. And it was funny that our complex came about. I kind of just applied online and always applied online. And then I happened to see that they were looking for anchors. And I just kind of put my work out there and, yeah. you know, see what, see what happens. And I guess that was that's some big advice I would give. It's just like always, always, always fall back on the work. You know, make sure you have the work behind you where whenever you ask those questions or ask to be in certain rooms, you got the, you know, your ammunition to back up, which will be your work. Which will be your work, yeah. Yeah. So what what would sure. you say, uh, you know, both growing up, what what really inspired you to get into the, the field? Man, I just kind of identify with the things that I just, that I like just growing up. You know, it's like you said, I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed sneakers much like you did growing up and I always enjoyed sports. Culture and I wanted to be able to to just talk about it every day. You know, I just felt like it was something that seemed that seemed seamless and I could enjoy. And I remember my senior year of college, just 
you know, I'm sure you have them with some of your friends is just having those conversations of where you're going to end up, you know, like what's going to happen, how are we going to, how are we going to take care of our business and try and make that next step. And when I saw Nice Kicks was there. I just looked at it as a, a part of the journey and it was something I needed to uh, be a part of because I feel like I had the uh, the talent to, to be able to do something. I'm just, I'm thankful that I was able to have the opportunity though, for sure. That's super cool. Yeah, and that's one thing that like I, I really like doing whenever I see people that, that I look up to. I really like to see yeah. that, how they started off and, and where they like work their way up so I can kind of try to pattern it um, as to what I'm doing. And um, Yeah, when I when I saw that you when I saw that you reached out to me, I, I was uh, I was definitely willing to help because it reminded me of, of myself in many ways is just reaching out to people and, and, and letting them know that you enjoy their work. I think that's always important. If you genuinely um, enjoy somebody's work and you let them know, you never know where that connection may lead you and you might have a lifelong connection. And that's just always how I approach things because it comes from a genuine a genuine yeah, place. A genuine place, yeah. And that, that's something I've always tried to do. Uh, com- coming from Mississippi, uh, as, as you know, I don't know if you've ever been, been to Mississippi before, but yeah. it's not too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard plenty of stories about Mississippi. I mean, I'm from Texas. So I just yeah. know how to stop in general. You know what I'm saying, and, and how it can be. And uh, so I understand. As far as the opportunities, it just hadn't really been much. So yeah. um, I kind of just had to do anything to kind of, kind of figure out a way to try to set myself apart. And I was like, hey, if I, if I just start hitting people up, you know, and, and trying to do yeah. little things like this, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it could, you know, help broaden my my portfolio a little bit. No, that's 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 the way to go about it, man. And, and I think sometimes we all get trapped in those things where we say, "Well, I need to be in a city, or I need to be where there's more opportunities, mm-hmm. inherently more in bigger cities with more people." But the most important thing is, you know, what do you bring to the table? You know, what is it that you're refining? What skill set are you bringing? What what are you doing to make that opportunity possible? Because parents always tell me is like you never know who's watching. Mm-hmm. That's the approach I take, and in many respects, just seeing how you're going about your business and how you're handling things, you, you should take the same thing. You just never know who's watching. You never know who's paying attention. You never know who will be able to change your life. Mm-hmm. It, it happens quickly. It happens quickly. That's very cool. So uh, going into next, I just want to know, um, doing what, you, what you've done, like what you did with Nice Kicks, uh, is it kind of like the same role with, with Complex, give or take a, a little more? Right, I would say uh, from like a bare essentials, just like the basics, it's about the same. You know, doing video content, hosting, hosting different segment, news segments and shows and interviews. So from that, the foundation is, is pretty much the same. But overall, I'm doing a bit more, which is something I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about more things aside from shoes. I wanted to talk about sports, music, culture, and everything that you know, those topics touch. I just wanted to expand my, my horizons and, and be able to talk about more things. So going into like, to um, being a younger self and, and looking at the things that you were looking for in a job, like I know me right now, but before I have even stepped into the field, like I know that I want to yeah. be around something where I can have all those things you just said on a daily yeah. basis. Um, right. it, piggybacking off that and kind of going into what you enjoy most about your job every day is it is it those things that you that you're getting to do that do you feel like you've accomplished to be able to do those things day in and day out yeah like sometimes i'll sit back and i'm like you know i'm getting paid for talking about the things that i talk about with my friends Mm -hmm. 
you know, and, and being able to have opportunities where you can meet some of the people that you've admired for so long. Like, for instance, um, the other day we talked with Khalifa and Bible um, Court, which is kind of ironic because this was the first time I went to. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny how life works, everything, everything comes full circle. But I took a long time getting none of that. You just keep working. You realize that you're closer than what you, you know, what you may believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Swiss Griffin back here with you. Had a slight case of technical difficulties um, during the interview. Had the call drop. Um, gonna be reconnected right back here in a minute. Um, but I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for listening. If you've listened um, this, if you've listened up to now this far. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the interview up to now and continue um, to listen towards the end of the interview coming up. Um, don't forget to um, to like, follow, um, comment over at SwishTape.com and uh, check me out over at Instagram and Twitter at SwishGriffin. Um, this is the first episode of Kicks on Air. Hope you guys um, continue to listen to the show as, to this uh, show as I continue to move forward with it and grow it and support it, guys. So here it is. Without further ado, uh, first episode of Kicks on Air with Pierce Simpson. I apologize for these call droppers. <laughs> hey, no, hey, no problems at all, my brother. No worries at all. I'm good. Sorry about that. But you were saying uh, you were going to. Uh, I think the, the question I, I asked you was about. Um, yeah, you're saying the most difficult, and I was I was saying the, uh, the International Women's Day covering that was 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 difficult. And, um, like I was saying before the before the call drop, I, I have so much admiration for women. I was raised by so many incredible women in my life, and I feel like everything that's amazing in this world, a woman has had her hands on. Mm-hmm. Before getting it, you know, women are able to take a child and turn them into a man or a woman. They're able to take you know pieces of, of food and make it into like a home cooked meal and they're able to take just a normal place and make it home. And there's just so many incredible things that they do. Um, but once I got out there, I just realized that it was difficult because they go through battles that I just, I've never experienced and I can never understand because I'm, I'm a man. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a woman mm-hmm. and just learning the nuances, the things that they fight for, the things that they they want to accomplish, just just learning so much, and doing my best to remain respectful and and uh, and just do a good job because that was one thing I really wanted to do. I wanted to do a good job, and I didn't want to come across um, poorly in any way. So yeah. um, that was that was that was kind of the, the toughest thing, but it was a learning experience, and uh, you know I enjoyed it. And that's I think that's that's one thing when it when it comes to um, knowing you know different cultures and stuff that sometimes like, we we kind of leave out that that sometimes it just won't be something something we won't be able to tackle no matter how much um, culture you you, know, you may know because that's something you know personally before you said that like that's something that I never I really thought about I would have to face you know what if I got into the field because. Like you said, I, I never, I wouldn't ever be able to know how how a woman feels or what she deals with. So, yeah. I, I can see that being a difficult one to to be able to to be able to counter and really know, study up on and know about because you know you know so much about everything else. Yeah. That's that's a hard one not to not to know much about. 
and I think one of the, the things that I, at least I tell myself and the way you navigate it is just believe yourself that you don't know everything, you know, that you yeah. don't know uh, what's going on because then that makes you more alert, more aware, and then you try your best to, to create the best product possible and the, and the best, um, you know, interview or whatever the case may be. So, um, going going into the to that other other culture, um, different different cases. Do you see that more often than none, where um, there there's such a such a wide range of other culturally things, whether it be other than well, I'm trying to word figure out the way that I want to word it. Just what what's something? What's the most when it comes to culture being so much? Of what you guys report, what do you see being the most common that you have to that you have to face? Um, from a from a culture standpoint, as far as similarities or things that I may see time and time again, I think that I think hip hop culture is single handedly one of the most impactful things across the globe, mm-hmm. and it's one of the great unifiers, and it's one of the things that you see people want to emulate and want to be. Um, that's always striking to me. No matter what country you may you may talk about, no matter what what uh, what backgrounds people have, it's 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 just like the great unifier. You know, mm-hmm. uh, future will bring together so many different demographics and backgrounds than any type of like politician could. And it's yeah, I don't know how I feel saying that. Yeah, it's kind of the truth. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just kind of the truth. As a, as a friend, uh, I have a friend Corey who's a radio DJ with me. As he as he'd say, that's a uh, that's a complex thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> he, it, 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 yeah it, he likes to it, refer it, it, to certain things as just complex things, the type of things they would say. Seriously, because it's like you know, because when you say it out loud, you think to yourself, "It's like I don't know if that's the most responsible thing or the most responsible <laughs> answer." But when you you know, like for instance, you'll go like I know when I go back to Texas, you'll see a guy with a Confederate flag on his truck, but he's yeah. in the future. So it's like, okay, are you confused? Like, which what is it? What you is know? it? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I, I would just say, yeah, hip hop culture is the is the great is the great bar. And and you know, going going along with that, do you feel? Um, I mean, I I don't know if this conversation comes up, but you know, one of the main things that inspired me to want to do do this study that that I'm doing. Is because I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my professor, who he, yeah. he is a, he's a Caucasian male, and he's he's from the Bay Area, and you know yeah. he came down here to, to teach, and uh, he he he's always so uh, he he makes sure that he's on on a, on a level playing field with us. You know him coming from a different background than we do, you know he's able to step outside of the box a little more, and you know I was able to talk to him about you know just how I kind of felt about the industry breaking into the industry um it's not like a defensive thing but it's just you see the more that we get into the future that the hip-hop culture that uh, essentially you know rolls up from this from the african-american culture is you know something that's uh, undoubtedly controlling everything now with capitalism and, and whatnot it's for a large part, ninety to ninety-five percent, you can argue of the market, and but when it comes to the different, when it comes to individuals like myself and the percentage of us that are that are trying to get these jobs to tell about our culture, we may not see as many as our faces. So that's kind right. of one of the things that inspired me to try to do this study, 
because I kind of want to want to show that there's you know there's a major correlation and when it comes to those jobs you know not saying that we should get first deals because I I have friends that are of other races and other cultures they're just as you know inspired and know just as much as me but I still think there's kind of like a lack thereof of us in the, the the professional field of this I mean I don't know if that's something that you've ever you know had conversations about but how do you feel about that? No, I can I can completely understand your sentiment and understand where you're coming from. And I've been in various situations where you kind of look around and you're like, okay, you know, I would love to see more diversity, more people of color, more women, more people, you know, just a, a blend of, of what the world looks like, especially what this culture, uh, you know, looks like. So I I definitely I definitely understand that sentiment. I think I think the fact that we're aware of it is is something that's beneficial and something that's like more than half the battle. Mm-hmm. Because anytime that you're not aware of something potentially being wrong or something being askew, then it'll continue to happen. But the fact that we're aware of it, um, people are looking to make a difference. People are working 10 times harder to get, to be put in those positions. Yeah. I think it just kind of just in a, in a, kind of in a backwards way makes, makes the game better and makes everybody fighting for positions just that much, you know, that much better at what they do because, you know, they're, they're trying to get their foot in the door. So I, I think the more that I'm in the industry, the more I see uh, it change, where you start to see the jobs reflecting the the, um, the culture, where it's diversity and, uh, what, you know, people of color, women. It's just, it's starting to look more of a blend. Yeah, it's starting to be. However, I think it, it, I think it can definitely be better. Be better. And, and that wasn't yeah. something that, and I, I was surprised that it, it didn't catch me at first, but it, it wasn't something that I that I didn't catch until um, I, I've spent, you know, my freshman, sophomore, junior year just really trying to uh, hone in on building my portfolio and gaining experience. But as I got towards the end of my junior year and now my senior year, and I started looking for these different jobs and these different internships and, you know, seeing how competitive and hard it is to, to get these internships and and seeing the type of people that were in the position that I was reaching out to, you know, other yeah. than other than you, there may have been two other African Americans that were in a high, you know, a position where I could reach out to them. So that that kind of really just struck me, you know. Yeah, and I mean that's a, uh, you know, that's a fair assessment, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just kind of one of the harsh realities. Yeah. You know, I think if if I'm not mistaken, this number can be completely wrong, but I think I think, uh, you know. African Americans only make up twelve percent of the population in the United States of America, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that that total itself is alarming when you think about it because you're like, damn, that's that's it. Yeah, that's and, it. And um, you know sometimes those statistics translate to whatever field that you're in, that you know whatever uh, career, and um, in many ways it's kind of unfortunate that it's transpired over to a culture that's predominantly African American, or our um, people of color. Mm-hmm. But like I said previously, I think the fact that um, more people are starting to be aware of it, things can change. And I, I, uh, aside from anything else, whether white, black, brown, uh, just make sure whatever whatever product you're putting out there, whatever aesthetic you're putting out there, whatever visual, whatever music, whatever it is that you're putting out there, it's important that whatever culture you're portraying, you give them respect. Mm-hmm. And you portray them in the light that they're supposed to be perceived in. So, um, you know, appropriation is a, a very uh, hot button topic and a thing that's thrown out there a lot. 
But I just think that any group of people, any any type of, of company or uh, just anybody in this culture that's looking to make a difference, it's just important that, you know, respect is shown and, you know, whatever endeavor you're getting into, you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's important. Just know what you're talking about. Because if you know what you're doing, then that respect will be shown regardless. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then that's something that... that uh... I've been learning along the way, and uh, I think it's really cool to just been to, to hear it, you know, from somebody who's already in, in the field. Cause that's you know one one of the hardest things to be getting that feedback from people that are in, in the field to kind of get um, some some input on on where you know where you're going um, towards making those those different things, those different things. Yeah, happen. yeah. No, I completely understand, man. It's just like. It's just—it's pretty much just knowing the field, you know, knowing what's going on, knowing what's what's around you. Um, but you know, like I said, I don't—I think at the end of the day, with the approach that I take is, it, you know, are you good or not? You know, are you are you skilled enough? You know, whether you're white, black, brown, purple, whatever, as long as you can get the job done in an effective manner and be great at what you do. Uh-huh. That's honestly what it boils down to at the end of the day. Whether or not, you know, you're great at what you do. That's, that's yeah. Cool. So going going into some, uh, going like moving back um, off of the, the culture talk a little bit and just going yeah. into the background of what you do. I'm trying to do my, my best little Zane Low impression of. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Study the great, man. How he, does, great. how he does his interviews and he, he kind of goes off it. But going back in yours, uh, from the point where you started off and where you are now, uh, where would you say is like a, a point that you're that you're really reaching to scribe or, or those? Uh, I don't know if you really like share your your goals or or, or or your future plans, but you know if you wouldn't mind letting me in on some of that or where you plan on going and you know how how you go about making your blueprint to get there. Oh no problem, man. My my ultimate goal is is to be on television. Mm-hmm. That's a dream of mine. That's something I want to accomplish. Um. You know, I would love to, in a perfect world, uh, host some type of daytime television talk show and and still be able to do sports on, at night or on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, some people that I look at that are excelling at that in the field is um, people like Carissa Thompson, mm-hmm. Michael Strahan, Jay Williams, um, people like that. So I look at them and I, and I just admire what they do and I try to put their game in, into mine and, you know, put into the universe that I can do that one day. Um I'm still very young in mm-hmm. the, in this game, and um, you know, God willing, it'll work out. And I'm just hopeful that at the end of the day, the viewer can trust me, and that same type of trust can translate to TV. Man, I would flip out if I saw you on ESPN. <laughs> if it was like a Pierce Simpson ESPN, man, that that'd be crazy. It'd be like nice, be complex ESPN. Right, I'm I'm putting it into the universe, man. Hopefully, you know I can go somewhere like you know do something like at uh at E uh-huh. E Network during the daytime and yeah. do something out here with ESPN at night and just kind of uh, get the best of both worlds. That that uh, that would be remarkable. Man, I could definitely see that. I I, I could definitely see you doing that completely, hundred uh, percent. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. That 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 means a lot. That means so much. Like Peter Rosenberg or uh, what? I, I saw Charlemagne was on. He was on the uh, first take today. Yeah, listen, Charlemagne, the guy, to watch his journey and watch how he's been able to do it is just remarkable. And that's 
that's definitely somebody I look I look at as well. It's like follow his hustle. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not gonna hold you much longer, but just just going into uh, just, just some some wrapping up stuff. Um, yeah. Somebody for somebody like me, just just trying mm-hmm. to to gain some different things. Um, I mean, right now um, I I've, I've been working on a blog. I, I haven't started the YouTube thing quite yet, but yeah. that's what I plan on getting into this summer. Different avenues. What, what what's some some advice you would give for you know trying to step out and just trying to build that portfolio? And make myself kind of stand out a little different, um, especially not being in, in a in a place where I have as con- as many connections or or being yeah. able to to make as as many things uh, happen as people that may be in bigger cities. I would say first and foremost is have the utmost confidence in yourself that you can do it no matter what. You know, having that belief that it's going to happen. Right. I remember when I was in college, me and my homies used to always say to, used to, say to ourselves, shoot your shot and bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. I would say always do that, first and foremost. The mental game is so important with yourself because that drives the engine for you to keep doing things. Next up, I would say the ideas that you have of creating a blog, creating a YouTube page, perfect. It seems like you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, the, the steps I take is like, my my friend told me this. I was having a tough time my freshman year of college. Um, my grandmother passed the night before I, I moved into my dorm. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier that summer, I had a friend of mine shot and killed. And um, I just had like a lot of things going on. Yeah. And I remember we were walking. And he told me, close mouth, don't get fed. And it, was, it wasn't anything pertaining to my struggles at that time, but just hearing that and hearing the, the, the pep talk he was giving me, I always took that with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that you exhibit now. You're not afraid to ask people for help. You're not afraid to ask people for interviews. You're not afraid to ask people to um, share their advice. And that's something that not a lot of people have because a lot of people are prideful. A lot of people don't want to get help. A lot of people don't feel like you know they can do it on their own. So I would say that's definitely a quality to continue to have. Is always be inquisitive. Never be afraid to ask people for advice, for help, or for assistance. Because at the end of the day, we never do it by ourselves. We have people that help put us in position to win and to succeed. And then if you're able to pass that forward, the chain keeps going. You know, so I would say, I would say keep doing that. And also just just be sure to surround yourself in, in where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I was in college. I really didn't know kind of what I wanted to do. I had an idea. I was in the right ballpark, but I didn't necessarily know what, what the exact thing was. Yeah. And even when I got the nice kicks, I didn't necessarily know. Mm-hmm. But once you find that that thing that you want to do, whether it's writing, whether it's being on video, whether it's um, radio, whether it's whatever it may be, you'll, you'll find that. And you'll look back on your life and you'll say to yourself, well, I've been doing this forever. And I know for me, when I was five or six years old, I wanted to be a weatherman. And uh, it's funny how I'm in front of the camera now. So I would say whatever it is that that God has you meant to do on this earth, whatever you're anointed to do, Mm. it's going to happen and it's going to find its way to you. You just have to be patient, listen and keep and keep putting in the work each and every day and it'll happen. 
Man, that, that's crazy. I remember when I when I was little, that that was something. Being on the radio was something I, I, I really wanted to do when I was really little. I remember we went on a a field trip in my elementary school, and there was this place and uh, where I where I stayed. You know, I grew up around South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, you yeah. might not know what it's but it's right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. And they, right. they had this place where you could go and you could, as a kid, you know, they'll give you a job and you act like you're an adult. And I remember I wanted to be on the radio station so bad. And my teacher was like, no, nah, I don't I don't think you, uh, you're the right fit for that. And she put me in to be the postmaster. And, and like, ever since then, you know, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to be on the radio one day. And when I came to college, uh, I ended up being, being, being an on-air uh, radio DJ. And, you know, that's kind of the same way that I, I've kind of... Uh, shot for working in in the industry that is you know the, the industry that, that you're currently in you know I, I don't know exactly where I might want to go in it whether it's in front of the camera like you do or it's writing or it's working for uh for different brands but but like you said um everything just seems seems like seems like you know wherever you know God has for you to end up because it, it was weird uh I've been going back and forth for for months. Uh, I applied from and coming from from Mississippi State. It's not really it's so many people that have different connections that get these internships. But I went out on a limb and uh, I applied for uh, internship with Adidas. And nice. uh, and last summer I applied for one with Under Armour. I made it to their finalists, but I didn't quite get it. This year um, I applied for Adidas and I got interviewed for two internships and you know I was up for uh for the finalists and it, it was crazy because uh, they told me the day before you hit me back uh when I when I when I hit you up they 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 yeah. hit me back like right before and was like you didn't get you made it to the to the finalists which was like the the top uh five or ten out of two thousand but we didn't select you to come to Portland this summer and it, it was kind of you know you know, you have so many expectations, or you know, yeah. you're so excited for something. It, it kind of, it, it it was a little downer that I that I didn't get that internship. But then right after that, like you hit me up, and then it was like, well, I got this, you know, this interview. So you know, I, I kind of feel what you, what you're saying on that. You know, you just kind of have to go with the path. You know, it's funny, man. It's it's funny that you mentioned that. I I, I always act on certain things, right? I always act on. God sending you confirmation. Mm-hmm. It may not be ready. You may not be in the place that you want to be, but he'll send you confirmation and let you know that you're on the right path and whatever goals and dreams you may have, they're going to happen because you get these confirmation points. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but I applied to Complex three times before I got the job. Mm-hmm. And the last time I applied was like April 15, 2015. Mm-hmm. And they told me that they were like, Pierce, we looked at your qualities. You're a great candidate. You have everything we look for, but there are stronger candidates that we're going to go with at this time. And, and I remember when it happened, I was pretty bummed. I, I wanted that opportunity. I felt like Complex was the next step. Yeah. Fast forward a year later, I got the job. So just because it may seem like something may not happen or it may not, or you get a no, you keep going. And that's what's the difference between people that are successful and people that, that you know, may fall short. Is how many times are you willing to hear no? Mm-hmm. If if hearing no doesn't really bother you, keep going, because all you all it needs all you need is one yes, and it can change your life. Change your life, exactly. 
So uh, kind of just like uh, kind of wrapping up on the interview. Yeah. Um, the the study that I, that I'm currently doing, uh, trying to to try to bring together really like a correlation of of culture and the world of sport and kind of showing how it, it has such a major influence. Do you, do you see it as as something? Uh, as a stu- study that uh, ultimately, when I'm done with it, be beneficial to uh, to the culture. To that woman talking. And do you feel that the study that I'm currently doing, trying to connect uh, culture and the world of sport together, to show that there's a, a, a major correlation due to due to two? Do you feel that it's a, a beneficial uh, study for the culture? Oh yeah, I I mean the that sport and and culture are synonymous. I think they go hand in hand. I mean, you see, I mean, you hear it all the time in rap music. Ball players want to be rappers, and rappers want to be ball players, and I think they go hand in hand, and they're they're very much intertwined with one another. So I think they both impact each other. And the thing that we're also realizing now is that because they are so intertwined, real life situations are starting to impact both, and you're starting to hear more artists and athletes speak out on on uh, whether it's political issues or life issues, social issues. These, these things are becoming real topics, and I think that it's all becoming so intertwined, and it's becoming less black and white and a lot more gray area. Exactly, exactly. Well, um, it, before I before I get up and we, we end the, the interview, is just, just any uh, additional comments that you want to leave me with or, or anything that, I mean, that I'm, I'm here for. I don't know how much time you might have, but just anything that you thought I didn't touch on that, that I should have or, or anything that you... Any topics that you want to leave me with? Just any comments? Uh, first and foremost, I guess this is more for you. I can tell that you have a great talent. You allow your guests to, to speak and, and, and say their thoughts, and you kind of get out the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that do interviews don't necessarily get out the way because, you know, it's normal to have a, a, an engaging conversation. Whenever you're interviewing somebody, it's important to let them get their thoughts out. And I think you, you do a great job of that. You have a very easygoing personality you make it easy for people to talk and that translates well to to the things that you want to do so i think you have a very very bright future um and i I, mean, I think you hit on every topic i hope i gave you some quality answers that you can rock with oh definitely, um, definitely. yeah man so i i, I, I you uh, you hit everything okay hit everything works i, I just want to um, i want to thank you again for uh for having me out um this is this is probably like these the it's the first like major in uh, rather than other than for class it's the first like major yeah. interview that um uh, that I've actually done and I, I'm I'm really happy and proud to to be able to say that it was somebody like you that I've been watching since middle school man I, I'm I'm happy that you were able to be my first like real interview and you know, give me the feedback that you gave me coming from somebody that I've been looking up to for a minute now, man. I really appreciate you even taking the time out because I, I mean, I hit up so many people, and yeah. you know, I, I get I got a lot of not re, not re, uh, responses. I know that you're a busy guy day in and day out, and just you taking the time out of your schedule to re, reply to um, a kid from Mississippi trying to trying to make some dreams happen, man. I, I really appreciate that. I can't tell you how much uh, that means, man. Listen, man, it's no problem at all, and I'm, I'm honored and I'm humbled that you would even come to me and, and get my thoughts and get uh, my sentiment on things. It it means a lot, and I just want to thank you again. And I, I can't wait to see the final product. And if you get links or um, you know if it's editorial wise or whatever, I would I would love to see it, man. I would definitely, uh, I definitely will send it to you when it's done, when it's all planned and done. 
and I get it all finished up. Um, hopefully within the next within the next week or so. Actually, I gotta have it done. Uh, I definitely make sure that that I send you over, send it over to you, ASAP. That's perfect, man. I can't, I can't wait. Man. Thank you so much, Mr. Simpson. No problem, brother, and uh, best of luck to you on finishing up your project. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Swish Griffin back here with you. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, that interview that just wrapped up there. Um, great guy, man. Very humble. Um, I want to thank uh, Pierce Simpson for that again. Special shout out to him. He did not have to do it. Um, I know he's a busy guy over there at Complex, and uh, he's doing great things and making his mark on this industry. I can only hope to um, get even half as far as he's gotten. Um, so far in his career uh, one day. Um, I hope you guys really enjoyed that from an um, insider point of view and really, you know, liked having the chance to get to, to hear from somebody who, who you watch day in and day out um, do, the, do his thing. Um, hope you guys liked being able to get that, that feedback from him and hear some things, um, hear, hear some perspectives from him that you probably normally wouldn't uh wouldn't get to get out of uh out of his complex videos and whatnot um like i said thank you once again mr pierce simpson uh for that um i hope you guys decide to check out this study over at switchtape.com in my portfolio section uh once again i wasn't able to get um, audio interviews with everybody that contributed to the study but special shout out to mr cameron mason of adidas originals and mr austin hodges of adidas as well that helped me out and did interviews with me um for this study also um yeah like i said guys this was the first episode the first go around of kicks on air i hope you guys enjoyed it i promise more great stuff will come um i hope to get more great interviews more great intellect just like this talking about the sneaker industry uh sport um yeah the world of sport the world of music the world of fashion just doing it for the culture guys really just trying to put it on for the culture and do something great and uh yeah bring you guys great content so continue to support continue to um continue to just show me love on this guys because i'm just going to take it uh take it one show at a time and hopefully it can get to something that'd be great not only for um you guys listening but you know for somebody out there who may be able to you know get feedback from some type of work for the industry you never know where where to land i don't know where this could take me guys but i'm just going out on a limb said i try to podcast thing try to radio show thing and uh and see what it's at and, and hopefully throughout it you guys can get to know me a little more um i can get to know people that that start to listen to it a little more and just really get to get people's feedback other than myself and my friends in the sneaker industry um that, that talk about this stuff day in and day out so yeah that's about it that's a wrap for the first episode of kicks on air uh hope you guys enjoyed it um if you'll let me know what you think um over on my twitter page uh, shoot, shoot me a shoot me a tweet at Swiss Griffin. Hey, listen to your podcast. Da 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 da. Uh, thought it thought it sucked. Uh, <laughs> thought it was ass. <laughs> Didn't really like it. Hey, that's cool. I'll take the negative comments too. Thought you should do this. Thought you uh, did this great. Hey, I'll take it all. So just tweet me. Uh, let me know if you want to go over to my Instagram page and stalk me. Uh, make sure you just got you guys just like some pictures. Um, it's also Switch Griffin as well over on the Instagram page. Like some pictures. Um, 
do some hashtags with some comments, whatever. But uh, it's all open, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, more coming up. First episode of Kicks on Air. Uh, hope it was great. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back with another momentarily. I don't know how often I'll be able to do these. Um, I, let me know what you guys think. That's the first thing you guys can tweet me. Tweet me. Let me know how often I should do this. Should this be a show that's like every two weeks, uh, every three weeks, once a month, twice a month? You know, a show like this, I, I don't really know where I should be looking at on doing it and how often I should be doing it. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, tweet me. You know, that's my main source. I'm always on Twitter at Swiss Griffin. Like I said, that's always my spot. So I'm constantly tweeting. I love Twitter. That's my thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm out, guys. Swiss Griffin. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you on the next episode of Kicks on Air. Peace. Wait, 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 wait.